This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. And Hokie Homer turned Husker, Nathan Brennan. Everyone knows that I'm the smartest person here. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. A very happy Manic Monday to all of you. My name is Nate Brennan. He's the Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA vet Eric Strickland. You're listening to On the Block, 93.7 The Ticket, 402-464-5685. Soder Heyman text line, Honda Lincoln hotline, as always. We want to hear from you. We want to know what's on your mind, especially in this next segment, because we're not talking football. We're going to talk a little bit of basketball, and who better to ask than the Husker Hall of Famer? Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. You can check us out on all those platforms as well. If you head over to YouTube, give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us a share. We're trying to get to 3,000 subscribers, and we are not stopping until we do. Before we get into this segment, Strick, uh, Scaper brings up a good point. Um... A bunch of wildfires yesterday, grass fires that, that expanded into wildfires yesterday across southwestern uh, Lancaster County. So I wanted to give a shout out to all the volunteer fire departments, all the volunteers. I mean, it was all hands on deck putting out those, those fires yesterday, too. And it sounds like all they're, they're all contained now. I know I was out there this morning and they were searching for hot spots, making sure to keep that fire contained. But again, shout out to everyone. I know there's over 100 people with like 18 different agencies or something. I mean, it was all hands on deck. So shout out to all the volunteer firefighters, uh, j- just all the volunteers that were part of the community, just just stretching their arms and, and helping out with that because uh, that can be really scary, especially with the wind blowing like it was yesterday. I mean, those those fires, they moved and they moved quick. So uh, mm-hmm. thoughts and prayers, too, to anyone that was impacted, anyone that had to evacuate because of that. Um, but again, shout out to all the the volunteers that helped out with that. But seriously, great stuff. It is, it, it's honestly, it, it's an honor living in Lincoln because it's such a great community with such great people. So yeah. shout out to all of you. Uh, but let, let's get into it, Strick. Uh, you're the person to ask. You're the the big man on campus, the color commentator. Uh, you, you get to go to practices here too. Uh, Husker basketball. So they defeat Shadron State eighty-seven to sixty, putting up eighty-seven points. Holding to sixty was kind of the big uh, the big thing that stuck out to me. Uh, Shadron State shoots thirty-eight percent from the floor, twenty-five uh, percent from three. They have eighteen turnovers. So the defensive effort definitely there for the Huskers. Um, what do you see, Strick? Because it's a different Nebraska basketball team. The team that you saw last year. Very little the same this year, so lots of changes. Um, what's kind of the biggest takeaway? What would you see? Well, one of the things that was quite interesting about this game was the fact that you had um, a lot of uncertainties, and you also saw what the coaching staff wanted to try to do in these early exhibition games right. is to look at different lineups because you got to figure they've all been going against each other. They've been going against what they would consider to be their ones versus their twos right. or their, their reds versus their whites. Mix and match. And and there there's not a lot of mix and match. It's kind of – Really? Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of have a, a certain – core of guys yeah. that are mostly going to learn and grow with those certain core guys. And then when you have scrimmage situations, then you may throw some mix and match in there. But this is the real opportunity for you to be able to throw multiple units out there to get an idea as to what 
uh, different types of lineups may work together, what fits together, what right. you're trying to accomplish. Let me give you an example. There was, um, I, I want to say, it was it was a little back and forth. It wasn't much opening in the first half. They, It was pretty close. I, they, they didn't even break out of a double-digit lead in halftime. It was really tight at half. And it was understandable. There's a lot of nervousness. There's a lot oh, of, sure. um, you know, just – you're just still trying to feel your way. And, and then there's those adrenaline dumps. Like these first games, you're going to have situations where you have an adrenaline dump. You're excited to be out there in the game. You're going to be hyped up. You know, your energy is going to be going crazy. Your heart rate's going to be high. And then all of a sudden you get on the floor and you blow your adrenaline, just boom, and you're, you're, you're half tired. And then you're – so their jumpers were coming up short early right. in the game. They're, they, they didn't even – they shot like 15% from three My in the goodness. first half. And then – um, very, very bad in the in the shooting category as well. Both teams actually shot bad, but they really did shoot bad in the first half. Fourteen percent, fourteen percent in the first half. They ended up doing a little bit better in the second half. But um, what what I liked is there was a unit in the second half when they made their run. They had a twenty one zero run Shoot. in the second half, led by led by Gary, which is the uh, Alabama transfer. Um, he came in, gave him great energy, but what I saw was, and I, I mentioned it to Jessica Cootie, who was my partner, who was play-by-play, I said, one of the things that Nebraska can do, which they did in this specific instance, is they can throw a team out there on you that's literally straight defensive. You remember how last year Nebraska would have certain uh, times in games where they just couldn't score, but then they couldn't stop people either, yep. right? But this unit that they were able to throw out, and I, I want to say, um, if I remember correctly, the unit was made up of Gary. It was made up of, uh, let's see, Gary, uh, I think. Greasel? I don't think Greasel was in on that one to start. It was Gary. Oh, it was Bandamil, Gary, Denim Dawson, Ramel Lloyd, and uh, I think Derek Walker or Breidenbach. It was one of those two, which Breidenbach actually is a good defender. He's one of the, the, the lead defenders, especially at the position. But they were able to get stops to make the run, which got them into the open floor. And then Greasel comes in, and I think um, also Kita came in. And the energy stayed right. on the defensive side. They got into the open floor, got easy opportunities. You saw dunks. You saw layups. You saw great finishes by Greasel and, and all of those guys. You saw great hands by Denim Dawson. They're Ramel Lloyd getting hands on balls. And they were turning them over. They had like 17 turnovers. And they had like, uh, what I want to say, 16 assists total? Is 17. That? 17 assists. So they were moving the ball. And it was balance. A balanced score sheet that made everything kind of play the way that you would expect this team to play this year, which there's not going to be any one person at any one, one given time. A lot of people have the abilities to do um, a lot of the scoring, and you saw it in the balance where they had like 12 people, 13, like 12 of their people in some form or, or fashion score. So right. Greasel with seven assists, two turnovers, that's good. You want to keep those numbers well, especially if he's going to handle the ball the way that he's handling. But that shows that he's willing to distribute the ball as well. But he's very efficient at six for nine shooting as well. No threes, but it looked good. It looked good overall. I got to ask this to the text line. I want to ask you too, Strick. 402 464 
What is the expectation for the team this year? Like you, you've seen them a couple practices. Obviously, they haven't taken their full shape, their full form. They're going to look like, especially going into Big Ten play. But as someone that follows Nebraska basketball, it just seems like the expectations are always all over the place. Like, mm-hmm. like realistic expectations. What do we expect from this team this year? Well, I, I think the expectation, and I'm not going to be able to say definitively that Trev Albers is giving Fred this uh, metrics. I will say that Fred is walking with some confidence. Mm-hmm. Not not that assurative confidence that you just think you have arrived. No. That confidence that he he believes in what he has. The guys are buying in because they're performing it and they're executing it. And whenever you see mistakes, you can see that there's corrective measures being put out. Mm-hmm. Like there were times where they their their defense is basically playing a a force baseline force away from the goal every type of defense and it minimizes your rotations everybody kind of knows where your rotations are coming from everybody knows where your next communication is coming from it's able to simplify the game right that's what they're doing so when they broke down in those areas and allowed middle penetration it's on film that i i counted at least four instances where it cost them a layup, a bucket, a floater, something. Right. So they're they're able to take those those situations and be able to learn from them to show them why we do what we do and the importance of why you force this way. Because then when they do, they've got instances where they walled up real strong and physical and didn't let them out the traps. And they got turnovers. Yeah. And they got they got turnovers, blocks, and 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 one of the crazy things about this team is their best block guys take the most charges. Derek Walker, Bryden Bach, and Blaze Keenan. That's awesome. At the at that position. Yeah. So you don't know when you're approaching from a guard position, when you're turning the corner, is he coming to block me or is he coming to try a block charge situation? So you don't know kind of – it, it can kind of put you in a hesitant mode as to what you want to do as an offensive player. So those are the things that I liked about – but 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 the confidence that – Fred is showing is showing that they're bought in. You can tell that the team is bought into whatever they're they're preaching, right? And they're they're out there executing and doing it. And I want you to speak on this too, because Christian Lincoln says hoping for five hundred. That's kind of the number that I okay. put on on Nebraska. Great, you were talking about the Big that. Ten because yeah. you said that if there was a time to go five hundred ish, whatever you want to interpret that yeah. as in the Big Ten, this could be the year to do it. I think that is, and I think the metrics on that, and again, I can't say for sure or certain that this is Trev's metrics to to Fred. Um, they've got to get out of that play-in game. I think that's a great measure mm-hmm. for improvement for this team. You know, they, they've constantly been stuck in that 10 to 14 – that Seems bottom like every year, every year yeah. right so they've got to they've got to work and a lot of that's going to be handle home get what you get on the road that's the that's the that's the message i would be t- telling these guys handle home that means you, you you know i'm looking at what 8 and 3 you know maybe the schedule is favorable too you know handle home you go and get the Northwestern. 
You go and clip a per, per, uh, 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 Penn State. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Struggle maybe in Michigan. Struggle in Illinois. Indiana's going to be pretty Indiana's good this, good year, this yeah. year. You know, okay, just go and fight. But you got to try to get those other ones. You can't go to Rutgers and you can't go, because they're going to be down this year. They've lost a lot of senior leadership, right. a lot of veteran leadership. You can't go to those type of teams and with lackluster hustle and play. You've got to go with belief that when we go into this building, we're coming out with a win. And that's including Minnesota. There's nothing about Minnesota that scares me. No. You know, uh, this, I think, it's, Purdue. It's top heavy. I think it's, the Big I, Ten is very, very top, top heavy. Very top heavy. You're going to be looking at Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, maybe Michigan State. Maybe Iowa. Iowa's usually pretty Iowa, good. I still think with the loss of Keegan Murray, they've still got to yeah. figure out what they're going to do. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be long, but Nebraska's very long across the board. And, and that's like what that. that's what Byron says, and, yeah. and I want you to speak on this trick. What did you see from the defensive end? Because he says our starting five should be really good on defense. We got the length at all five spots. Because when we talk about Nebraska basketball, like you mentioned, last year part of the issue was even if you're putting up points, you can't stop a chair. Like, mm-hmm. and, it, and it was embarrassing at times just how easily teams scored but length might be able to help out with that no question no question and that's what they have like I just said they literally if they go on a on a situation where they go on an O, you know O ten 10 run or a 2 12 2 15 run that they've got a team that they can throw out there and say lockdown and they're gonna get after you like that like, they can stop you, and they're going to get in the open court, and they're going to run the sets, and they're making the extra plays. There, 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 there were a few bad shots, you know, a couple. But it wasn't like the numbers last year where you're like, wait a minute. Where, we can get what that any time. So they had a few of those. You know, those can be addressed. But for the most part, they actually took good shots. They just didn't make them. And they, but I think they will. Who do you think is the guy – to look out for on this team because I saw Gary Greasel put up 23 and 14 respectively. Um, Derek Walker was three for three uh, efficient again. Who's the guy to look out for this season? Well, that's, that's what's crazy. Do you think that's a good thing? I think that's that a do- good thing. There's right. no one to, right. there's no one. If you, if they maintain that balance that they have, right. I just say one of the things that they have to do in which they did in this game, they have to be a net wash or or slight plus in the rebound category. But what you saw is you saw doggish, hawkish, mean attempts at going to get rebound. Denim Dawson went flying across in there at your guard position. That's what you need. Ramel Lloyd right. in there banging and tipping as your point guard. You know, then you have, you know, Derek Walker physically, you have Blaze Keita hip-checking people into position. You have Breidenbach hustling and tapping around up in there. You have Greasel with capabilities. They they have the ability to secure defense, but they also have the ability to attack. I think they have to net wash or they have to win rebound battles. That was There are, not, there are negative seven in rebounds in, in all their games last year. That was an area of deficiency. I've seen them address it in practice, and I'm seeing them execute it in games. They had 48 rebounds to 31. That's that's phenomenal. One of the problems is I don't like that this this small, their, ta- their tallest guy was 6'7", six, 6'8", six, maybe. Really? Right. And they had 13 offensive rebounds. That's no bueno. That can't happen, right? You've got to be able to do better in that in that in that space. But 
that's the only problem I would see. But we'll see. Uh, hopefully that number will change and be better against Colorado. Would you say that they looked a little bit more physical? Yes. Because I think that's a big question, yes. too. Yes. And you could see it. You can see it on their, their wall-ups. You can see it on their willingness to take charges. I saw it on multiple uh, guys getting on the floor where you might have just saw Trey dive on the floor. You might have saw Verge hit the floor. But in multiple cases, I saw two, sometimes three guys getting down there, scrapping for the ball. That's buy-in stuff. That's stuff that's saying we're tired of losing. That's the stuff I wanted to see on the football side, mm-hmm. gang tackling, you know, energy, passion. I mean, look, you you can't teach that. That's just got to be within you, right? It's got to be. It's a heart check thing. You can't teach that. Now you've got guys that can help to lead that. That was what I. That's all I was. I was just a change of pace guy who was going to cover you from which they have in Bandamil. It's going to cover you ninety four feet, and I'm going to hit every floor. I'm going to take every charge. I'm going to work on ways to get. Uh, position changes. That's what we're not seeing in the football side. I'm right. hoping that we'll see more of that, but we right. haven't seen. But I'm seeing some of that energy on the basketball side. I just want to see it continue against good competition. Yeah, and uh, Nebraska still three exhibition games, October 30th, so that's next Sunday. They'll go to Colorado. They host the University of Maine on November 7th. That's a Monday. And then they wrap it up November 10th, the Thursday, against Omaha. Stricker, are you calling any of those games? Um, the one I think people look I out have, for it. You're pretty good, Strick. I will tell you. People I have the main. I have the main in the University of Nebraska Omaha game. I have both of those. Okay, and then the regular season kicks off November 17th. Uh, it's a it's a tip off game at St. John's. And the first home game, November 20th, Arkansas Pine Bluff. Mm. How about that? Another yeah. Sunday. St. John's is going to be a big challenge for them. That will, and so you can drink. With what at PBA. When? What do you mean when? You didn't notice? I didn't notice. Are you serious? Yeah, there's I something there. Something down there. You should have. You oh, should have. Calling it? Yeah, you calling the game a little buzzed. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it looks like ESPN picked up the Oklahoma game, which is going to be pretty That's good. Right. It'll be fun. It, it'll be interesting, too. And make sure you stick with us. Strick will definitely break down more of Nebraska ball as we get further on into the season. Get the season going. We got to take a quick break. Brian Munson on three. Husker Online. He's going to join us next. Going to talk some Nebraska football against Illinois. Stay with us. Yeah. 